0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is Sunday night. Uh, that was a lot less enthusiastic than it usually is, but hey, you know. It's Sunday night. Got some news stories we're going to go over. Uh, Netflix has apparently decided to honor kill itself because of uh, plummeting stock prices. Let's see what else have we got. Uh, a young boy is apparently. Treated brutally by police for little to no reason. Uh, Flying electric uh, or electric airplanes. So that's a new one. And uh, I got a really interesting one. It's called What White Men Say in Our Absence. So that'll be super interesting. I'm sure that'll be super informative and right on the money. No. But anyways, anyways, got some things I got to go over here with you. Uh, you can find us on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Twitter, Anchor, and Spotify. Uh, you know, We go live on four of those. I'll, I'll let you figure out which four. People over politics, people helping people. Go to toller for kycom That's T-O-L-L-E-R, the number 4 dot James Toller for Kentucky. And then we've got Chris By for Alaska's congressman. Uh, if you were here Thursday night, you would know why there should be a giant PG logo at the bottom there, and it doesn't mean, uh, like a movie rating. I've also got go to real dot Not com. Uh, you can get your merch there. You can see how the shows were started. You can find out everything. Uh you can also watch the most recent episodes on the website. Uh no YouTube or Facebook required. Go to like com, redemption tactical. <clears throat> excuse me, redemption Use that link right there. That's our special link. CardinforKern.com slash donate. It's timealaska.com. Hashtag Chris for K- uh, AK. And, uh, yeah, We're, our, our merch is now 100% on ProudLibertarian.com. Go check it out. Some pretty dope-ass merch. Also, if you want to follow, uh, why am I forgetting her name? Our awesome lady who does our shows on Monday nights. If you want to follow her on TikTok, go to Ollie's Mom 2014. Uh, Ollie is her son, so she is Ollie's mom. That's how I'm going to refer to her for for it now. Oh, yes. So, uh, Liberty Shamrocker says, love the shirt bootleg. This is campaign merch. Uh, It says, abolish the IRS on the front. I'll show you the back if I can. Uh, Wilson for governor. Uh, LaMichael Wilson out of Memphis is running for governor of Tennessee. And so if you'd like to go support him, you can find him on Facebook and Twitter. I don't know that he has a website up yet, but if you want to help this man out, uh, throw him some money, buy some t-shirts, whatever you want, whatever he's got, uh, go do that. It is an awesome shirt. It is uh, super cool. Um, And the font, just just how big it says, a boss, the IRS uh, is Definitely guaranteed to start a conversation with somebody in uh, out in the wild. So, yeah. So, I'm gonna go through this first story here the the Netflix story. Um, for those who don't know, Netflix has had a rough go of it here recently. They've pushed a lot of like wokeism bullshit on their platform for like the last few years. Uh, just. Just it just all the dumb shit that Democrats push day in and day out. Basically soft core commie propaganda bullshit. Uh and it's it's hurt their revenue. As it turns out, when you get political and you start forcing your ideas onto other people, people may not be interested in that and they may stop subscribing. So uh naturally as a intellectual company this is they have decided to commit seppuku and for those who don't know seppuku is the the form of honor retention uh this is more of like a historical thing but seppuku basically when honorable people in the japanese culture i guess i'll call it wanted to retain their honor from failure like a massive failure they would commit seppuku which would they would stab themselves in the gut pull up and someone would behead them from behind, Honor killing Uh, You may have seen it in some World War II films, like Generals or Admirals, that failed with Commit Seppuku, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, uh, so in order to Commit Seppuku, they've just decided to outright kill themselves and their entire platform. Uh, So, Netflix has decided... Uh, They are going to go after password sharing. Here's how it's likely to work. Got another comment. Hello. So, here's how it's going to work. And here's why it's so fucking stupid. So, Netflix surprised the world this week, saying it uh, plans to finally address the rampant practice of password sharing, which, if anyone has a Netflix account, knows that's the majority of their platform. More than 100 million households are using a shared password at the lot. Netflix said Tuesday including 30 million in the U.S. and Canada. But the video streamer doesn't plan to simply freeze those shared accounts. Instead, the company will likely favor the setting of an extra fee for those accounts being used by multiple people outside the home. Netflix's plan to capture that lost revenue would start with an alert being sent to account holders whose passwords are being used by other households. They know who's using it. It's not a shocker. No one's surprised. They know exactly what they're doing. There are plenty of people that have Netflix specifically because they're just letting somebody else use it. Or they haven't used it in a long time. Or they, they have, they've had Netflix for a long time and they just don't care and other people have been using it. That's probably getting ready to change. They decided, hey, we're not making enough money. We're going to money suck everybody who is now a subscriber. And they're going to lose more revenue. Because most people are borrowing someone else's account because they don't want to pay for Netflix. So what do you think is going to happen? Well, what's going to happen is they're going to lose more revenue. Because those same people will not be paying for another account. They'll just have fewer people watching. Which will hurt a lot of their metrics. It'll be harder to get bigger named actors to do a lot of their exclusive content. Because if you don't have that many people watching. It's harder to justify spending a year or two or three filming something for them. Nobody's going to fucking watch it. So, the company has already te- uh, started a test of this feature in Peru, Costa Rica, and Chile. For accounts that are sharing a password across addresses, Netflix is charging an additional fee to add, quote-unquote, so accounts for up to two people outside the home. The pricing is different for a country, about $2.17 per month in Peru, $2.99 in Costa Rica, and $2.92 in Chile, based on current exchange rates. Now, you may say, oh, well, two bucks isn't much. However, What you've got to remember is that this is Peru, Costa Rica, and Chile. The pricing in the United States is estimated to be anywhere between $10 to $15 per month in additional charges. They're basically going to charge you what the cost of Netflix used to be. And for those who don't know, uh, Netflix and Redbox were essentially the two companies. For those of you who are old enough to remember a Blockbuster, which I hope nobody who's that young is watching this because it's super fucking vulgar. But for those who remember Blockbuster, they did sort of the same thing before their final, before the nail in the coffin, so to speak. They They were doing some really shady shit, and they were doing some really awful business practices that hurt a lot of customers. So when Redbox rolled out, and it was easier to rent movies that way, and it was cheaper to rent movies that way, they it was it killed them. Well, Redbox is still around. It's not as big as it used to be, but what we're seeing is the death of Redbox because it's easier to just stream at your house than to go and rent a DVD. I actually personally don't own, I don't believe I own a DVD player, like at all. Like, I think I have devices like an Xbox that will play DVDs, but I don't think I have an actual, like, DVD-specific player. Most everything streams online. Now, so what we're seeing is Netflix following in the footsteps of other giants, such as Blockbuster Video. And what's going to happen is people are going to get tired of it, someone's going to come up with an idea to replace Netflix, and it's going to happen. Or one of the companies, one of the many companies that are already on the market will just replace Netflix. Amazon Prime. uh, You've got Amazon Prime. You've got Hulu. You've got every network has their own uh, platform now. Um, YouTube has their YouTube TV thing. Uh, They've got YouTube Red, I believe. All these different companies are fighting for their share of the marketplace. And Netflix has basically just handed those over. When, when a hundred million households lose access to a shared net a shared Netflix account, it's going to kill them. I'm calling it now. I am saying right here, right now on May 24th that this this will be the if this goes through and they start charging Americans more money to share a Netflix account, which is the reason. They, they are avoiding paying for Netflix by sharing an account. That's why they're sharing those accounts, so they don't want to pay for it. Netflix will crumble. I'm just calling it. So, the company also allows people who use a shared password to transfer their personalized inf- uh, profile information to either a new account or a sub-account, allowing them to keep their viewing history and recommendations. Now, this is actually a good feature that people have wanted for a long, long time. Say you live with your parents in college, right? And you have, you know, your own tab on Netflix. When you leave that household, unless you have a, unless they are going to let you have access to their Netflix account, um, you lose all of that information. So this will actually allow you to transfer your personal data to a new account if you want to it's a good thing so uh the article goes on to say this is a quote if you've got a sister let's say that's living in a different city you want to share netflix with her that's great said chief uh, operating officer greg peters during the company's earning conference call we're not trying to shut down that sharing but we're going to ask you to pay a bit more to be able to share with her and so that she gets the benefit and the value of the service, but we also get the revenue associated with that viewing. Yeah, this is exactly right. uh, Liberty share marker. I mean, tons of people do this, right? Like, so what she says uh, for the audio listeners, don't they get it? Question mark. I have one kid that pays Netflix, one for Hulu and one for Disney plus. So they share, I assume they're, what she's saying is that each kid has a different account one one place for Netflix, one pays for Hulu, one pays for Disney Plus, and then all three of them share those different accounts across their households. So they're each paying their fair, quote unquote, fair share of different uh, streaming services. But they're not not each uh, one uh, one kid isn't paying for all of them. They're each pitching in by you know providing either Hulu or Disney Plus or Netflix. Yes. Well, there's other people that have been doing that, that just say, hey, you know, if you, man, if you'll pay for Hulu, I'll let you borrow my Netflix, you let me borrow your Hulu. That's, that's by choice, right? You're giving someone, act, it's like the same thing as saying, uh, you would get an increased insurance premium if you let your brother borrow the car for a day. Like they're going to send you a bill for that month specific, specifically saying, oh, well, you let your brother You were key sharing with your brother, so now we've got to charge you extra. Stupid. Uh, Let's see. Netflix doesn't say how much revenue it expects to generate from implementing its sharing strategy worldwide. Uh, Insider knowledge, it's going to lose revenue. Uh, Though Peter uh, said he thought it would take about a year to put it sub-account pricing into use globally. A survey from research organization Time to Play suggested about 80% of Americans who use someone else's password wouldn't get their own new account if they couldn't share the password. It didn't survey how many current account payers would be willing to pay more to share with others. Here's the secret it's not a secret, but here's the joke. No one's going to fucking say, I'm going to pay more money for whoever to keep for a lack of a better or mooching off of my Netflix account. A survey from research organization at Time to to Play suggested about 80% of Americans who use someone else's password wouldn't get their own new account. 80%. That's a lot. I don't know who they think is going to pay this. I assume that they're just wanting to. This is why I named the episode what I did. I'm just assuming they're honor killing themselves. They're going to tank this entire business. That way they can say that so and so didn't do it. They did it themselves. We we commit sepulchral. That's that's my assumption. That's the only thing I can think of is like, hey, we're losing revenue. Uh let me make sure that I kill it more. Peter's also suggested the company may still tweak pricing. Or further review its test strategy. Yeah, you want to review your test strategy? Don't do it. Uh, it will take a while to work this out and to get that balance right. He said, no, "It'll take forever because you'll just go bankrupt." And just uh, and and so, just to set your expectations, my belief is that we're going to go through a year or so of iterating and the deploying of all of that. So that we get that solution globally launched, including markets like the United States. You're not going to figure it out. The only thing you're going to figure out, the only answer that they can come up with that makes sense is to not do it. If they'd like to kill their business, they should absolutely do this. Uh, So the next subject in this article is called unanswered questions. So here we go. Here's where our guarantee gets good. Netflix's plan is unprecedented. No major streamer has ever cracked down on password sharing before. There's fucking reason for it. Uh, other owners of streaming services such as Disney, Warner Brothers, Discovery, Comcast, NBC Universal, and Paramount Global will not likely set their own plans until after reviewing Netflix's password sharing reforms. They're going to let Netflix tank themselves, watch that happen, and say, ooh, I don't want to do this. Some account holders will undoubtedly be surprised when they receive news from Netflix that their passwords are being shared. It's also unclear how long Netflix would allow those watching on a shared account to maintain access if the primary account holder chooses not to pay the additional fee.
1: In addition,
0: Netflix will have to tread lightly around defining password sharing to avoid wrongingly tagging people as abusers such as family members temporarily living away from home. And unwillingness to act against this group of users would probably save millions of people from Netflix's crackdown, uh, at least to begin with. They'll start with serial abusers, said Lightship Partners, media analyst Rich Greenfield. If you have 15 people using your account, it is pretty easy. The company also is unlikely to watch, uh, to want its employees uh, mirrored mir- in disputes about what classifies as a home account and what qualifies as a sub-account. Testing those definitions could get ugly for both staffers and customers who will have up until now seen Netflix as a best-in-class brand. But Netflix knows who you are, said Greenfield, whether you're using your own personal profile or not. Five years ago, Netflix actually encouraged password sharing the company's philosophy at the time was it simply wanted more eyeballs on its content, which in turn would create buzz and lead to actual subscriptions. That strategy seemed to pay off. Netflix subscriptions have grown every quarter for more than 10 years until last quarter. In 2017, Netflix's corporate account tweeted, Love is sharing a password. Now the company would love it if you stopped doing so. Yeah. What they haven't realized is that each company, no matter what you do, will hit a market cap. There are only so many people you can talk into having Netflix at one period of time. You will never have all seven billion people on this planet watching Netflix. It's not gonna happen. Doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you gave it away for free. You will never get all one all seven billion people watching Netflix. It just won't happen. Some people don't like that stuff. They're just not into it. They would much rather watch the news. Or, Unfortunately, unless it's this show, which case you should watch this show. Uh, This news is good news because I'm open about my bias. I'll let you know. I'm biased as fuck. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they like. So the 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 thing that I'm really going to watch is how they implement this, right? What what technology are they going to use to define who is using the primary account versus who's using the additional account, right? So, um, so YouTube TV does something like this. Well, this is something YouTube TV is something I use during football season. I don't pay for cable because it's overpriced and stupid, in my opinion. It's mostly just garbage designed to brainwash you into watching more crap on TV and keeping you uh, submissive to the. Basically, all the insane shit they want to do to you, and you just let it happen because you're too busy watching the Golden Globes or the Emmys or whatever the fuck's out there. So, yeah, it's just I don't I don't know what they're hoping to accomplish. Maybe I think they're hoping for increased revenue, but it's not going to happen. They may have. Twenty percent of people that are like, yeah, I'll pay the extra fee, whatever. Like, parents whose kids just recently moved away from home and are in college or getting their life started, whatever. But if my friend is using my Netflix account, I'm not going to pay more for him to use my Netflix account. I'm just going to say, dude, figure it out. Like, get your own account or something. And he'll probably be like. Eh, fuck that. I'm paying for that shit. So I was borrowing yours. So we're just we're just gonna see Netflix continuously kill itself. If they implement this plan and they do it long term, that's the end. I'm guaranteeing it. Like that's the end of Netflix. Imagine if your cell phone provider charged you an extra fee every time you let somebody borrow your cell phone. Like, oh, well, you know, you're only paying for you to use it. We're not, you know, you're not paying for someone else to use it. So here's an extra fee. Stupid. I mean, there's already limitations on how many accounts you can have on Netflix, right? So, I mean, if you go beyond four, I believe it is, like, you have to pay extra for that. So I don't know who the fuck is getting away with. 15 accounts or maybe it's just like they've got their pro- their personal primary and then they've got like three just whatever accounts but all 15 of those people are not just freeloading uh off of one like having each each person doesn't have an account and then just freeloading off the base subscription there's no way there's no way that's happening And another thing that we've seen Netflix do is they recently have lost uh, content that people really liked on Netflix. So that's why we've seen some of their, their subscription numbers go down. And they're not renewing future uh, agreements with certain people that a lot of people really like to watch on Netflix. I'm, I can't remember the name of some of them. I, I couldn't care less. But yeah, it's. They're just it's 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 stupid. There are, I know so many people who are just gonna refuse to pay for a Netflix subscription. They'll just not have it. I would much rather watch Disney Plus. There's much better content on Disney Plus than there is on Netflix in my opinion. Oh I'm just gonna do, uh see. Netflix stock is down twenty percent already got back to the mailed-in DVDs. I'm not doing that. Uh, yes, you are sorry for being late, Jennifer. You are very sorry. So, yeah, it's... it's Netflix, you had to give run while it lasted. Alright, so... Another super depressing story. So... This is from NBC News. A father of boy detained by Syracuse police says his son was treated like he killed somebody. Now, and it does go on to say the child who was not handcuffed or charged was accused of larceny, officials say. And the boy was eight years old. Eight. I just want to put this picture up here real quick. That's the boy in question right here. Well, I can't see my mouse. But obviously, for for privacy reasons, the boy's face is blurred out. The officer is standing there holding him. It's not a super gentle hold. But he's holding an eight-year-old kid. And there's obviously another officer on the other side of that light pole. So let's get into this one. So, the father of an eight-year-old boy, eight-year-old boy detained by police in Syracuse, New York, this week for allegedly stealing a bag of potato chips, said his son was treated as though he had killed somebody. That's an awful hard grip to be putting on a kid for stealing a bag of chips. Anthony Ware told NBC affiliate SW or WSTM whatever, of Syracuse, it hurt him to watch video of his sobbing son being detained by an officer. The kids fucking ate, dude. You've got probably two bucks to pay for that fucking bag of blue Doritos. Suck a dick. Police need to be held accountable for Sunday's incident. Yes, they should. That is, that is 100% abuse of a minor. If you grab my kid like that, I don't give a fuck if you got uh caught blues on you're getting fucking wasted that's ridiculous he's manhandling an eight-year-old for a bag of chips now if this kid had pulled out a knife and stabbed somebody grabbed a bag of chips and walked out that's one that's a discussion you can have right like what level of force is appropriate in that situation but when a kid legitimately just steals a bag of chips You don't need to manhandle that kid. Your presence alone will probably scare the shit out of that kid. He's fucking eight. (laughs) I just, I don't. How many times are we going to have to go through this process of watching officers use way too much force on minute petty crimes? And. He stole a bag of chips. The government steals millions every day. Nobody's manhandling Nancy Pelosi or Joe Biden or Donald Trumps or the the turtle Mitch McConnell. But yet, they can steal all the money they want to from you, and that's fine. But this 8-year-old kid who stole a bag of chips is going to be manhandled. Yes, stealing is wrong. I fully advocate for that saying, the, saying that stealing is wrong. But to what extent do we just abuse the shit of an eight-year-old kid for stealing a bag of fucking chips? Uh, I don't know if the child was hungry. It doesn't super, like, it's not super relevant to it, in my opinion. I don't give a shit if the kid wasn't hungry or not. I mean, what he did was wrong. Yes. Did he deserve to be manhandled like a 40-year-old man who just stabbed somebody? No. So, a bystander recorded a video that had generated 5.8 million views. As of Thursday afternoon, NBC News does not know what occurred before the bystander began recording. You can't treat him like that because of a bag of chips. Like, he killed somebody. He's not a criminal. Uh, Way said, "Today they've done it to my to my child." He said, "Tomorrow they'll do it to the same thing to another kid." So today I'm more concerned about kids in general. They shouldn't be treated like that. Yes, that's absolutely correct. If they do it to someone else's kid today, they will do it to yours tomorrow. Twenty-six dogs every single day are killed by law enforcement officers in the United States. Whether it's uh, civilian police, county sheriffs. Uh, sheriffs or sheriff's deputies, uh, state police or federal agents. Twenty-six dogs a day are killed. The, their regulation on, like what 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 allows them to shoot a dog is if the dog barks, if the dog growls, if the dog wags, if the dog runs, if the dog does anything seemingly like a dog, they'll shoot it. Where am I going with this? Well they are setting a precedent that they can just manhandle the shit out of your kids because they want to. What are you going to do about it? If they're doing it to someone else's kid today, they'll do it to yours tomorrow. This is why it's important for parents to stand up for the, their rights as parents. The state is not your babysitter. The state is not your the moral arbiter uh, of what is right and wrong. The state is the state. The state only cares about its own self-existence, and that's it. It will abuse your kids it will it will lock your kids in a building and set the fucking building on fire. one hundred percent that is what they do if you If you do not comply, compliance will be met with death non-compliance will also be met with death. Turns out the dirty secret is doesn't matter what you do, they will just kill you and then justify it. So, the secure, uh, Syracuse police did not immediately respond to a request for comment about uh, a way of statement on Thursday. Uh, the incident prompted an internal investigation in which officers' body cameras will be reviewed, police said. The child was never handcuffed. He was driven home and released without any charges being filed, police said. New York Governor Kathy Hochul uh, said the video uh, was difficult to watch. She has spoken to Syracuse Mayor Ben Walsh about it, she said. Has anyone else noticed that the biggest or the supposed biggest arbiters for police reform, the Democratic Party of the United States, they're like the deep blue areas have a lot of police abuse. Have Who knows that? Like, like really heavily populated, like super left areas tend to have the most police abuse. Can I imagine why that is? That's sarcasm, by the way. Oh, and I should have... Actually, I should have gotten into uh, the arrest of the lieutenant governor of New York because New York's fucking killing it right now, son. Former governor of New York is basically, for lack of a better word, kicked out of office. He He can step down all he wants. That motherfucker is about to be voted out. And then the lieutenant governor of New York... Gets arrested for uh, for finance violations of basically embezzling money from his campaign or something like that. It was so stupid. New York is killing it these days. Uh, here's what she said. So she said, "Let me let me just say as a mother, that was a heart wrenching video to witness." Hokeul said on, on Wednesday in Syracuse, a child weeping, being pulled by the police officers in the back of a police car over a bag of potato chips. At least that's what the evidence says right now. The mayor and I talked about this. Building the trust back between the community and the police is so important that it has to start. Does it? Uh, It is starting, and you know it's just a realization that black and brown communities all over our state and all over our country, they're not shocked they're not shocked as others oh uh, they're not as shocked as others to see this because they've been uh conditioned to different kinds of treatment from policing agencies and others throughout their lives. Let' me tell you something it's got nothing to do with the black and white issue it's got everything to do with the police violence issue. If you go to Appalachia, like my part of the world, and you go into trailer parks, the condition that people are treated by officers is. Very similar to how you're seeing this kid being treated. It doesn't matter the color your skin. The state treats poor people the way the state will always treat poor people. And they will abuse the fuck out of them because they don't have the money to fight back. At least in their eyes they don't. So. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, so the bystander video begins... When a man off camera asks the officer holding the boy by his arms what police are doing and shortly after uh, commenting that the child looks like a baby to me, he's eight. Another officer appears and tells the man he's stealing stuff if he breaks into your house and steals something. His voice then becomes inaudible. The off camera voice then questions whether the incident is over an alleged stolen bag of potato chips. Y'all treat him like a hardcore blooded fucking killer. The officer then says, keep walking, dude. You don't even know what you're talking about. And that is a prime example of what the lunatic libertarian has said. Policy enforcers versus police of- uh, peace officers. Yes, these guys here are policy enforcers, not peace officers. So... In in the majority of states in the United States, it is a single party consent law, a uh, single party consent, um, which means that only one person has to consent to being filmed. Which a lot of times, the way the law is written or interpreted is, you can just film whoever you want to. Even in even in a uh, two party consent states, a lot of that's not really enforced because it's hard to know. But officers are. Exempt from that because it, it is your right to film police officers who are behaving incorrectly, or if you see that they're behaving in such a way you think is incorrect, even though it might be correct, you still have the right to film them. Uh, some states may change that very soon or have changed them already. But telling someone who's filming and watching to basically fuck off, you don't know what you're talking about. It's, yeah. It's you're basically t- showing your hand, but it, you know that he's probably not doing the right thing, and that's why you want him to walk away. Like, for example, say those same two officers walking down the street, and I grab my child in the, in the same aggressive manner that they grab this kid. Do you think they would see it as me doing the right thing and taking control of my child? Or would they see it as child abuse and throw me in cuffs? If I walk up behind my my five-year-old, grab both of his arms and pin him behind his back and push him down the street, like just I'm pushing and walking him, you think people will stop and ask questions? Probably. Eh, maybe not in this area not my area of the world, people tend to kind of mind their own fucking business for the most part. But when it comes to kids, they'll probably say something. Anyways, if I behave the way these officers behave, do you think those officers would say, oh, we should just keep walking, it's none of our fucking business? Or do you think they're going to stop and say, what the fuck are you doing? Turn him loose. The the correct answer is B. Uh, They're going to stop and harass me for as much as they can. So they're going to, the the police are going to investigate the police and we'll see what the police say that the police did wrong. If they say anything wrong. It's a great system. Uh, Next time I get written up at work, I want to investigate myself to see if I did any wrong because it must be an amazing thing to do. Like the government investigated itself and found the government of no wrongdoing. That's essentially what it is. So, yeah. That's awesome. It's amazing how that works. Next time I do something wrong, I'm going to tell my company that I should investigate myself to find out if I did anything wrong. Because that's how everything else works. Blow through a couple of these real quick. So... uh. Yeah, so this is from the Rolling Stone. Uh, Flying the electric skies. Air travel is one of the worst polluters of the atmosphere, but carbon-free battery-powered flights is finally ready to take off. Electric electric batteries aren't carbon-free, though, are they? Neither is the the charging source. Unless you are using fully recycled lithium-ion batteries, which we don't really know how to do yet, at least not an efficient way of doing them, that is being charged by a magical fairy wand, because everything that generates electricity creates some sort of carbon footprint, whether it's. Solar panels, wind turbines, electric, hydroelectric dams, uh, nuclear power, everything creates carbon. Whether it's the production of that equipment, whether it's the operation of the equipment or the maintenance of the equipment, whatever. It all creates some kind of carbon. So, but we're going to get into the actual article because this is actually super cool. I kind of like this. So, I work in the automotive industry. And I get to see uh, the development every single day of what new electric cars will be coming out, kind of how they operate. Electric cars are super dope in the simple fact that, you know, a lot of people will know the, the key phrases of like what a supercharger is and what a turbo is. And they know that those things make a car go fast. They do. They make them super fast. They can anyways, uh, unless it's put on by GM, in which case it's just holding the motor together until it fucking explodes. But I digress. Gas cars really, or fuel, carbon fuel based uh, vehicles struggle to keep up with the, the just pure on demand power of electric vehicles. That's why I think electric cars will be the future because they will be so much more beneficial. Just just the amount of power that they can deliver on command. And there's fewer moving parts when you mount a motor to the wheel like tesla does or you have a single motor in the rear where the differential would be you're not you don't have a motor and a transmission and a, a and a drive shaft and all these other components in between you've got one piece super cool which i'm sure that motor is super expensive and will be a pain in the ass to replace however it won't it's likely to go bad as often. Hopefully, I'm hoping with m- what my hope is is to see electric planes do what electric cars have done: provide better speed, better travel time, uh, uh, more efficient travel. All all of these massive things that electric cars can provide. What would be fucking amazing is to see pilotless. Aircraft. So, take the um, uh, autonomous driving from Tesla, put it into an airplane, no more pilot shortages. All the planes would communicate, you really wouldn't need an ATC, they just fly themselves, communicate, say, hey, I'm going here, I'm at this altitude, blah, blah, blah. It'd be super dope. It'd be the best way to travel by aircraft. Like, no joke. So I'm getting the orca real quick. The world's first all-electric passenger uh, the, the the world's first all-electric passenger airplane looks like it could be at home in the sea. Instead of a traditional metal tube, its fuselage resembles an orca with a sharp nose and a wide body that tapers uh, dramatically to a T-shaped fin at the rear. Its wings are long, knife-like. Ooh nice like it eh, is dangerous uh the plane's twin propellers driven by quiet piston free motors thrum like the future known as Alice. this airplane is the invention of Seattle area startup aviation uh, that I get it now it's electric aviation, huh. It is built to carry nine passengers as far as 500 miles on a charge, a range that could connect San Francisco to San Diego or Boston to DC. With once, with what once seemed like a pipe dream, carbon-free free flight, which is not carbon-free. You still have to charge the fucking thing whether it's coal-fired or something, it's not carbon-free. But it, it sounds sexy though, doesn't it? It sounds like like the green new deal sexy. Uh, Alex represents one of the boldest solutions to one of the most difficult obstacles to a zero emission future. Airplanes. They produce about 2.4% of annual greenhouse pollution. That's super low. 2.4% of annual greenhouse pollution. I didn't know that. That was what I didn't know. I didn't know that that was the uh, percentage. I thought it was a lot higher, like 40. 2.4 seems super like remedial, doesn't it? <laughs> like, like, hey, guys, he was, he's 100% covered in cancer, but we got 2.4% out. He's still going to die, but we got 2.4% out. And it says airplanes produce about two point four percent of annual greenhouse pollution or the equivalent of four New York cities. Here's the idea. Let's just get rid of New York and we'll save what is it, point seven percent. Dude, let's do it. Let's like let's get rid of New York City. LA eh, you know, let's just get rid of the whole state of New York. Sorry, Tom Queer. You out. We'll get rid of New York State. And California will save probably 2.4% of all carbon emissions, and we don't have to invent any new planes. I mean, that sounds good, right? Unchecked aviation emissions could soon hog up to one-sixth of the world's remaining carbon budget. With the amount of CO2 humans can still release without producing catastrophic warming. Yet, the industry has lagged behind uh, other modes of transport and pivoting from fossil fuels, in large part because green alternatives have been too heavy to get off the ground. When I I visited Aviation headquarters in January, the Alice prototype was conducting high-speed runway tests in, in advance of its highly anticipated maiden flight. The aircraft is the brainchild of Israel entrepreneur Omer Bar Yohei, a lanky 43-year-old veteran of the electric car battery industry who co-founded Aviation in 2015. Lanky was a weird description to put into, like, someone who you should idolize. Like, that's that's weird, right? Like, they said he's a 43-year-old veteran of the electric car industry. Makes sense. Totally accurate description, I assume. They said it's he's Israeli, and an entrepreneur. Okay, sure. I guess those are important. They gave his name. Also, very important. Lanky. Not certain that that word is super important to this article. News reporting at its finest. They want they want you to know that he's lanky. He's he, he, he's he's a nerd. He's a dork. He's a dweeb. He's lanky. So, anyways, yeah, so I'm not going to read through this whole article because I don't feel like it. You can read it yourself. It's in the Rolling Stone. Uh, it's called Flying the Electric Skies. And as it turns out, it just looks like a really small aircraft with two turbines or two propellers. Whatever the fuck you're called. I, I wasn't in the Air Force. I don't know plane shit. It's got wings, a fuselage, and a big windscreen. I don't know what you mean to tell you, but I do like the idea of on autonomous electric flight. I just I like the idea of making things more efficient, removing people from the equation, especially if those people are uh, air traffic control or you know TSA or whatever. If we can get rid of all that, like you can't like if you can't physically hijack a plane. Why do we need uh? You no, know, why would we need airport security? Like, if you can't physically hijack the plane, what are you gonna do? Just kill people on a plane? You can do it outside the airport? Yeah, well I mean, it looks cool. Like the 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 idea and how it'll work is super cool. I like the idea. of it. It's new. I'm not I'm not scared of new. I embrace new. Not anything new is good, but, you know, give it time to pan out, see how it goes, make your decision one way or the other. I mean, like, lithium batteries are not super clean. Like, we've known this for a while, that it, the the process of getting the lithium out of the ground is super dirty, the handling and disposal of lithium is super dirty, it's not like this green magical thing that just appears like, here's a lithium battery. Power the entire world my child no there's there's a lot to it and it's not it's not super green but you can recharge it so eh anyways that's it for tonight uh if you're interested go get you one of these t-shirts go reach out to mr wilson michael wilson running for tennessee governor Go to another podcast. Like Natalie Bruno, over Tactical, Cardin for Kern. This time Alaska. Hashtag Chris for AK. Follow Ollie's mom on TikTok at Ollie's mom 2014. Go to Pride Libertarian for our merch. We got that awesome sunflower shirt. Uh, if you want a quick way to get there, go to com and just hit the little store icon at the top of the screen. Find us on all these platforms. Tune in. Tomorrow night, which is Monday night, Wednesday, and Thursday nights, all at 7 p.m. Eastern Freedom Time for other shows. Tomorrow night is Liberty 101, hosted by an amazing lady whose name I am for some reason right now struggling to uh, Christine Womack. That's her name, Christine Womack, at an LPPA or out of PA, I should say. Uh, awesome woman, does a great show. Talked on a lot of great topics. She did ag uh, agricultural stuff last week. Um, Braxton and Will have a guest this Wednesday, I believe. We have a guest this Thursday night. Tune into our other shows or listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you get your podcasts. We're on there at Not a Real Libertarian. Yeah, I mean, what more do you want from me? Are you not entertained? Yes, I am super dirty. Uh
1: I've been working outside all day
0: mowing grass and kicking ass. Uh but you know that's part of that's part of life. I actually had to load up an entire trailer, like a twelve foot by six foot trailer with fucking logs from last summer. It's either last summer or the summer before when uh the power company came in and Cut down a bunch of trees and were gracious enough to just leave them laying around. So I, I got to clean up the majority of that today. So, yes, I am very dirty. Thank you for pointing that out. Fucking office worker. Fucking office staff. That's why Netflix is doing what they're doing. The office staff, they're the problem. That's how we liberate ourselves in America. We get rid of office staff and America is free once again. Whether it's a political office or a corporate office, office staff have to go anyways ladies and gentlemen boys and girls and electric powered uh, helicopters y'all have been awesome you're not a real libertarian love y'all good night good liberty we've been moving all week and go fuck yourself lol no I'm not going to Uh, and good night peace <laughs>